I'm Paul Wiegraf, Director of the Delaware Division of the Arts and your host for today. Joining us by phone is film director and producer Jim Hubbard. We're going to be talking about his film project, United in Anger, A History of Act Up. Jim, welcome. Uh, thank you for having me. Thanks for joining us. Uh, a really exciting and, I think, important film project uh, that is part of the Mid-Atlantic Arts Foundation uh, on-screen, in-person film program coming to Wilmington. Tell us, Jim, a little bit about the film project itself, the uh, history of ACT UP, United in Anger. Well, the film United in Anger came out of... Um two projects that I've been working on for quite a while. Um, the first is the ACT UP Oral History Project, and that's a project that Sarah Schulman and I started in 2002 to preserve uh, the history of ACT UP. Um, and it, it, it arose because we found that um, people just didn't know the history of AIDS activism, that even, even though this history was not that long ago. It had largely been forgotten as AIDS became part of the landscape and the incredible effort that thousands of AIDS activists put in, um, many, you know, almost to the very ends of, the, uh, of their lives, um, was, was forgotten. And, and it just, um, so that the, the effort to force the U.S. government to deal with the AIDS crisis, to force the mainstream media to treat it in a more humane way, uh, that that was forgotten. So, so it was important for us to, to preserve that history and to make it available to anyone, um, through our, primarily through our website, uh, actuporalhistory.org. So that... that um, the interviews in, in United in Anger come from the oral history interviews. Um, and they're long-format interviews. They range in length from an hour to four hours long. We've now done 168 of them, and most of them are um, available. The complete transcripts are available on the website and the uh, uh, snippets of, of the video. The other, the other thing that made the film possible was a collection of AIDS activist video uh, that is now housed in the New York Public Library. It's over a thousand hours of um, activist video, uh, raw camera original, finished uh, tapes um, that were made in, generally in the late 80s and early 90s. And this, so this is that's the material that formed the archival um, aspect of the of the film so that there, the, the footage is there to make you feel what it was like to be in those demonstrations back in the late 80s and early 90s. So is, is the film then sort of a documentary of the project itself? No, no. It's definitely it, it's a documentary about ACT UP. Okay. It's, okay. Uh, it's, it's, uh, um, it's, it's about the organization, and, and in fact, it's, it's about the demonstrations that ACT UP did, but it's also about the, the nuts and bolts of, of what it took to create the organization and to, to make those demonstrations. So it talks about affinity groups and civil disobedience training and um, talks about the, um, the, the design of the posters because ACT UP was, uh, really changed the way demonstrations look in this country. And uh, it, and also it talks about um, 
the AIDS activist video that made made the film possible. So so it's a, a range of material that really immerses the the viewer in in that history. Uh, let's uh, let's go into how you have have used this film because it's it's clearly a very important topic and I, and I'm intrigued. I mean, I'm old enough to remember when there was just such a public outcry for uh, attention to the AIDS epidemic and and to, to hear you talk about its waning uh, that outcry waning and and the need to to resurrect the attention uh, to the issue. Uh, how have you used the film to 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 promote that message that, you know, there needs to be continued attention? Well, when I was making the film, uh, I felt that I had two primary purposes in mind. One was to put this history right smack dab in the middle of mainstream U.S. history where it rightfully belongs. And, and the other was to uh, try to inspire additional activisms, gra- activism, grassroots activism, um, you know, in, for whatever purpose. Uh, and so the, the, I've shown the film in lots of different venues. I mean, it's been shown in um, commercial movie theaters, at universities and museums. Um, but also we have a program of um, uh, allowing the film to be used by grassroots political organizations to to promote their own um, activism. So um, uh, we let the film be used for you know, a nominal amount for small organizations around the country and around the world, actually. I mean, it's been used by AIDS organizations in Brazil and in Vancouver, and um, we've shown it in, in Palestine. And, and we, we went to Russia recently to show the film uh, to um, AIDS activist organizations and um, LGBT activist organizations. Um, so um, what we what we do is we show the I show the film and have a discussion about how you could use the lessons of ACT UP in order to create political change in what, whatever environment you're you're living in. So so the you know the particular um, tactics and strategies that ACT UP um, used might, might not be ap- applicable. In fact, you know, one of the things people say most often in the ACT UP Oral History Project is we could never do that today because the, the, the way um, people respond to political dissension in this country is very different from what it was in 1988. That, that, um, that sort of... Uh, I begs the question, and I, you're, you're touching on this, so I'll, maybe I should, should have let you go on, but um, how over time in the use of this film, both within the United States and internationally, how have you seen the evolution of response to the AIDS crisis sort of necessitating or altering how you present your case? Oh, well, you know, the... Um, the film is only two years old, so um, okay. there hasn't been a whole lot of, of uh, evolution in, in that period. Although I, I should say that um, I edited this film in an office um, two blocks from Zuccotti Park while Occupy Wall Street was going on. Mm. Um, and because I was so busy editing the film, I hardly had time to go out there and see what was going on. So, so I think 
the political landscape has changed in this country a great deal in the, in the two years that I've been showing the film, that, that people are, are talking about the economic structure of the country in a way they, they weren't um, three or four years ago. So that definitely has changed. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, I mean, uh, to, to use Russia as an example, certainly the situation of LGBT people in Russia has become more acute in the last few years. Um, so, so that, so there are those are things that have changed. Um, but what, you know, what's changed in this country is, um, you know, there's there's a different attitude, I think, and and certainly a different um, police response to mass demonstrations. That w- one of the reasons that ACT UP was able to um, to um, have such such a, uh, a a great effect was that it had the element of surprise that people in the in the very beginning people weren't expecting that kind of response to the AIDS crisis and as as act up went along they found new all we found new tactics and strategies to use um, and now you know if if you go to do a, a demonstration in the streets here in the United States people are penned in and and completely controlled in a way that makes it much more frustrating to do a demonstration um, so, so those are sort of things that have changed o- over time. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell our listener, listeners a little bit about your background that that brought you to this project. Your your background in film, your background in, in social activism. Uh, these the, you know, this particular issue. Hmm. Well, um, my background in film is as a, an experimental filmmaker. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started filming uh, the the gay movement in 1979. I took a little Super 8 camera to a meeting in Philadelphia that was intended to um, start the organizing for the National March on Washington, uh, which took place in October 1979. So this is February 79. And we get to this meeting, and the first thing that happens is a 45-minute vociferous debate about whether pictures should be allowed because people were understandably afraid that they could lose their their jobs, they could lose their children if it became known that um, they were lesbian or gay. Mm-hmm. Um, and but on the other hand there was there was this political process going on that was historical and should needed to be documented. So the decision that was that was made was that People who wanted to be photographed would sit on the right side. People who didn't want to be photographed would sit on the right side of the auditorium. People who did want to um, be photographed would sit on the left side of the auditorium. And by the end of the weekend, nobody was sitting on the right side. Interesting. So, yeah. so there was, you know, there was a real change. And then eight years later, with the um, w- the eruption of ACT UP, suddenly people w- with AIDS and um, Lesbian and gay people are masters of the media and and actually trying to use the the media in numerous ways to their own advantage. On the one hand, um, 
confronting the mainstream media and manipulating the mainstream media in order to get their message out. Um, because the mantra in ACT UP was that you don't talk to the media, you talk through the media to, you know, to the, um, the larger population. Mm-hmm. And on the other hand, making their own media. So, so, okay, so here I am. I'm an experimental filmmaker, which what meant that at first I was shooting in Super 8 and then 16 millimeter, processing my own film, playing around with the color, uh, creating these very painterly and um, metaphoric short films that that had political subject matter at, at their base, but still they were um, a poetic um, exploration of 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 that those political events. And and then when it came to act up, suddenly there were all these uh, individual people and collectives. Groups, uh, groups like Testing the Limits, which had six people, uh, or Diva TV, which had at its height 40 members. All these people videotaping um, the, the movement. And I, and I was uh, still using my 16-millimeter camera to, to make films about it. Um, so there's a certain irony in my um, m- making this film and sort of becoming a historian of ACT UP. I, I, I want to continue. Let me first, though, remind our listeners you're tuned into Delaware State of the Arts here on News Radio 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOV. Our guest today is film director and producer Jim Hubbard, and we're discussing his uh, film project United in Anger, a history of ACT UP, which will be appearing in Wilmington as part of the on screen in person program. Uh, Jim, uh, just fascinating. And as you were talking about sort of your your background in experimental film, I'm curious, in the producing of this particular piece, United in Anger, um, what, what sources did you draw from? I'm assuming some of your own film footage in the past and and what were some of the what were some of the challenges in in finding those the clips that you used and piecing them together because it sounds like there might have been some some technology issues in different film formats. Oh, okay. Well, first, in terms of my own work, there are about five shots of, of mine okay. in, in the film in in all um, eighty eight minutes of, of footage. Uh, so it's it the and then of course there's the act up oral history interviews, which I'm the co-director of, so I can take certain credit for for those. But um, in terms of the archival footage, it's almost other all other people's work. So there there's this collection at the New York Public Library of over a thousand hours of um, of footage. And even though I knew that collection very well because I helped put it together, I spent two years systematically going through every piece of footage in in that uh, collection to decide what I would use. So there was that thousand hours, and then there was the oral history project, which at that time was about 350 hours of tape. So it took another two years of editing to bring it down to the 88 minutes uh, um, that make up United in Anger. Um, and and it, it the editing was actually there were there were two stages. The first thing I I put together a rough cut, which was approximately three hours long. 
And it was almost all the archival footage because as an experimental filmmaker, I think that the image carries all the information that um, that a person would need to understand the situation. But I also knew that as a person who's been immersed in this world of AIDS activism for 25 years or more, um, that I needed to bring on someone who didn't live through it in order to make the film understandable to other people who didn't live through it, mm -hmm. um, either because they're not old enough or because they were living somewhere else. Right. Um, yeah. And so I found this great young editor. Her name is Allie Cotterell, and she was 32 at the time of editing the film, so she didn't live through it. Um, and it was, you know, it was her understanding of, how, you know, how people understand film and get information from film and how, how to use those interviews to explain what's going on in the archival footage that really makes it accessible to almost anyone. Now, how does, how does your piece, United and Anger, uh, fit into the on-screen, in-person program? What, uh, explain to our listeners what that connection is and, and how you've been using that to get your, your film out there. Oh, okay. Well, on-screen, in-person in is uh, a project of the Mid-Atlantic Arts Foundation. And what it does is um, it allows six filmmakers a year to go on tour and show their films in um, six different venues. Uh, so I will be in within in 12 days. I will be showing the film in Erie, Pennsylvania, Newport News, Virginia, Germantown, Maryland, in in Wilmington, uh, in West Long Branch, New Jersey, and then in Lake Placid. And there will be a, it'll be at universities and art centers. Um, and so th this is actually something that I've never done before. Um, I, you know, I've put together a couple of small, small tours, but never something this intense in such a short period of time. So um, it's a bit of an adventure for me. And in Wilmington, where will you you will be attending uh, for the viewing of the film? Correct. Yes, I'll be there. It'll it'll be at the Queen Theater in Wilmington, mm -hmm. which is. 500 North Market Street, uh, and um, it's at 2 o'clock in the afternoon on Sunday, April 13th. Um, the doors open at 1.30, and so, yeah, and I'll be there to introduce the film and do a Q&A afterwards. And it really is uh, it really is an excellent opportunity to uh, not only see the film, but then to, to meet with you and to to uh, have a conversation with you about this, the uh, the on-screen, in-person uh, project supported by the Mid-Atlantic Arts Foundation. Now, uh, in, in the time that you have had this film out there, you said it's about two years old now, what kind of response have you been getting and what kind of impact do you see it having? Um, well, it's actually, it's been an incredible response. I, 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 harking back to my experimental uh, filmmaker back, background, I'm really used to people having problems with, with my films and, and finding them really difficult. So it's been incredibly gratifying to um, see people and hear people who, who really connect to the film, people who 
didn't know this history and are learning about it for the first time and people who lived through it and are being reminded of the struggle. Um, and, you know, just being able to, to travel to all sorts of different places and show it, that, um, that, that was one thing that I didn't know whether it was possible for the people in very um, disparate um, places around the world to re- relate to it. Um, but, um, for instance, we showed it in Ramallah in the, in the West Bank, and the Palestinians really, un- you know, understood how, how, you know, a long political uh, struggle where you have to complete, change your tactics all the time you know, is something that that is is part of their lives, and and it, you know certainly in Russia, what happened the way the way the the Russian tour happened was that um, a couple of of Russians who actually were living in Hamburg in Germany saw the film, and and they were really interested, and a group of them um, using various online resources. Um, translated the film into Russian so that we have Russian subtitles for the film, and and that way we were able to set up these shows in in Moscow and Saint Petersburg, um, and then from there the film was shown in in other you know, smaller cities in in Russia, um, and so you know just the fact that. Uh, People who are struggling with a very difficult political situation could un- understand that there are there are models to use and there, and there, there's something to learn. I hate to cut you off, but, but we are running out of time, so I invite our listeners to uh, come to the Queen Theater on April 13th at 2 p.m. to see United in Anger, A History of Act Up with Jim Hubbard. Jim, thanks for joining us.